Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 96, The Whole Enchilada. Welcome to Episode 96 of the Nut Nerd Podcast. I am Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello, sir. We uh, we renovated our studio. Yes, we did. And I hope we sound a lot better than there's not going to be any babies crying yes. or... Uh, vacuum cleaners going or outdoor like a leaf blowing going. Yes, we're at a we're nice spot here. Isolated, very, soundproofed. Yes. We've upped our audio game, so hopefully that yeah. will reflect. It was very good before. But, it was. Uh, Dave is excited in his <laughs> audio editing to have this even quieter and, atmosphere going. And, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but the edits are really good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> the sh- yeah. It's really good. So to even be to be even better is, yeah. you know, really being out there. Yes, you do do a great <laughs> job on that. Yes. Uh, we are Not Nerd Podcast. We're here to help you tech better. We've got some of the weeks, t- weeks, not week, the tech, weakest, weakest tech that we could <laughs> possibly find to talk about. Uh, the week's tech news, some great ah. tips. Um, yeah, there's more big announcements this week. Everybody's getting into the game uh, before the holidays, trying to get ramped up, make their announcements. We always start off with follow-up, and we do have one piece of follow-up. I noticed mm-hmm. you're wearing a shirt. Well, for one, you're wearing a shirt. <laughs> Which is abnormal. Part of our new studio atmosphere. <laughs> we got to class up the joint a little bit. But you might remember that back in, I believe it was April, I made a uh, pilgrimage mm-hmm. to the... One Infinite Loop, Apple's uh, headquarters, which they're moving to the new Apple Park. Yeah, and I brought you back a shirt, and um, it was and it was great. It was this white box. It was square, wonderfully packaged, so perfectly Apple. Yeah, just looked perfect. It's like, what's in this? Some type of high end cable? No, it's just a t shirt folded nicely into yes. a little sleeve, and it's kind of a gaming themed, although very subtle. Yes, because they're on the breast pocket. Area there's a little X Y B and then an apple in a square configuration reminiscent of a video game controller. Yes. So it's the gaming version, and I love it. It's great. It's yeah. black and it's got nice uh, silk screening on it, and very high quality. Yeah. Kind of future material. Yeah, it's like this. Silky cotton type might stuff. be secretly kind of like that Google Jacquard <laughs> Levi's jacket we talked about last week. Possibly. Maybe there's some smart technology built in. Should try syncing it with your Apple Watch. Yeah, maybe. We'll but. see. One of these days, Apple's going to turn on all their clothing. Yes. And it's just going to be smart clothing. This is true. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we've got for follow-up this week, which yeah. brings us to my favorite segment, because you get to talk a lot. Noel. Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. So, it, I feel like we're getting into this Pro Tip so early, so I, I want to be excited about this, um, but not caught off guard as well. So, Nate, help remind me... When did iOS 11 drop for the masses to start using? Was has it been like three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, about three weeks. It was September, I believe, around 12th or yeah, or no, it wasn't. It was September 19th. 19th. Yeah, so two, three weeks. Yeah, and today is the October the 8th. So if if you if this were a podcast where we did a lot of research and we had statistics and numbers, we would take a look and see how many people have put iOS 11 on their device? How many people have upgraded? I know that last week you mentioned something, but it's been another full week since then. So a lot of people have put iOS 11 on their devices, their iPads, their iPhones or whatever. And 
the tip this week could be, well, how do you learn outside of listening to the Not Nerd podcast? Yes. How do you know what to do with iOS 11? Where, what are the resources, resources to show you what to do? And I've got a couple of those resources for you guys to take a look at. So the first one is actually on Apple's website. You can go to apple.com slash iPad. Well, this is very iPad specific, but this is an example of what you can get off of their website. So iPad-Pro slash how-to. It's all very long, but we'll put a, a link in the show notes. But if you go there, there are a series. It's a really well put together web page. It says how to do even more with iPad and iOS 11. And you may remember we talked about iPad and iOS 11. And a lot of the updates to iOS 11 have to do just with iPad. Yeah. I mean, it's nice on the phone, but for the most part, outside of Control Center, the experience on the phone is pretty much the same. Yeah, overall. Overall. On the iPad, however, it converts your iPad from a lowly tablet into almost a, a laptop computer with yeah. all of its drag and drop and multi-touch and all these crazy things that are available. So how to do even more on iPad with iOS 11 is this website. It's just an kind of an infinite scroll, but it's got little videos along the way. Uh, for example, how to work with the powerful new dock is a short video, manage files and folders, uh, multitasking, uh, using notes and documents. If you've got a, a, a pro, you can um, use your Apple pencil, more multi-touch stuff, video editing, uh, uh, image editing. There's a user guide link at the bottom. There's links to tips and tricks. I mean, it's chock full of resources. So that's the first one. If you're video centric and you like what you're seeing here on these videos, don't forget, you can always go to youtube.com slash Apple and all their commercials, all their how-to videos, Everything that they produce is on the Apple YouTube page, and you can dig through and find all these videos. And so if you're using uh, a feature on a phone or you get confused about something, chances are there's going to be just a a simple video that kind of explains the user interface to you. Very handy, very nice to look at. And then the last thing, this is built right into your iOS device. This is Tips. And you may have deleted this off your phone. I think you can delete it. Yeah, you might be Let's just to. check real quick. I'm going to open up my tips. I saw uh, a funny, a funny. Uh, I don't know what it was, an image of a screenshot of a, of a thing. And someone had named their extras folders quarantined apps or <laughs> naughty nice. apps or apps I don't like or something like that. Yes, you funny. can delete it from, they'll let you yeah. remove it from your screen. So if you've done that, you can get it back in the Apple store. Yeah, so that's exactly right. If you've deleted the tips because you're like, man, I'm a I'm a ninja when it comes to doing this stuff. Well, you can easily put it back on, but Otherwise, just search for tips. It may be in your extra folders. You can pull down from the middle of your device, get the little spotlight, type in tips and bring it back up. But it has a lot of good information and they they have redone the interface and it's really nice. Yeah, it is. And what I like, I'm seeing they've got, you know, five different categories here. Looking on my iPad Pro featured everyday essentials, fantastic photos, mastering messages, iCloud and you. And they don't have – because on YouTube, if you just search for something, you can really get lost quick because there will be a million videos. But they just really have these simple kind of screenshots where it's kind of an animation, you know, showing you this one. Talk instead of type. Type the little microphone on the keyboard and speak your words. 
for dictate voice dictation, which mm-hmm. is just a great little tip. If you're not using voice dictation, it works great. Uh, so all those little options, and they just, as Apple does, present it very well yeah. to give you a good experience. Yeah, so it doesn't take a lot of effort to read through these short tips or to watch a couple videos to really turn you from an I- iOS 11 novice into someone who's becoming a power user. Because, you know, once you start using these things and they become muscle memory for you, you're going to be like, I don't know how I survived without this. You're going to become more productive and you're not going to be as uh, hesitant to to use your device in certain uh, scenarios. And so take a look at these resources and make it happen. I have faith in you, people. Yes, you can tech better. Uh, Thank you very much for that. It is a good reminder to keep learning uh, especially when the new operating systems come out and things kind of change around. There's new features that you're not going to find otherwise. Yeah. Um, so very good one. Well, let's move on to our takes, uh, what we found this week in the world of tech news and information. The first one, um, one of the things, and I've seen it everywhere, the local news site did a post about it, which is mm-hmm. – Oh, my! I just upgraded to iOS 11, and my phone's so slow now. Mm-hmm. Apple must make old phones slow to make you buy a new one. Yeah, they want me to buy a new phone, so they bricked my old one by yes. making it slow. Yes. And so there's a company called FutureMark, and they have a product called uh, – they do a testing product. They do a testing product called 3D Mark. So it's actually an app you can download on your devices. And I did. I downloaded it on my iPad and I ran it. Yeah. So you can kind of see what your scores are compared to other devices. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a benchmark for speed, performance, all these different things. Well, they've started testing all these iOS devices for the last couple of years on the last couple operating systems. And they have all this data. Oh, so much data. So they said uh, more than 100,000 benchmark results for seven different iPhone models across three different versions of iOS. And long story short, as you can probably imagine, there was no change in performance over the years. Nothing that showed for yeah. graphics processing, CPU performance. It shows that they stay stable. It's not like all of a sudden they do something to make the old ones worse. Now, there are some factors that could make sure. it seem slow, especially right after you update. There's two things I always tell people. One is that the new operating system, it's doing some stuff in the background. It's, it's updating. Indexing it's processing. files. Yeah. And the second one is there's a good chance that, for especially more like on the battery life side, there's a good chance you're using it more when there's a new update. So it's going to go through battery quicker. You're testing everything. You're clicking all this stuff. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. There might be some companies out there that do try to handicap their old devices, but also technology moves at such a quick quip that it qu- just, quick okay. quip. Yeah. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> Start using that more. Yeah. A quick quip that... In two years, technology has changed a lot. So, you know, if you have an iPhone 6 from three years ago, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of the technology they're putting in this new iPhone that, that your phone doesn't have. You, you pick up one in the store and it's got, a you know, a 15th generation processor in it and you're back on generation yeah. 10 and you're like, man, this thing is, this is how I remember my phone being. And then you pick yours up and it's like, oh, what a piece of junk. Yeah. And so a lot of it is perception. But a couple of the the interesting things that I saw right off the bat, they have a GPU, the graphical processor unit performance list, and the three operating systems. Uh, if it's not clear, it's iOS 9, 
iOS 10 and 11, which just came out. So they don't have very much data on the 11. But for iPhone 5S, this is like four or five years ago, the 5S that came out, the smaller version phone, the scale is very small. So I can't give you numbers, but we'll call it in the realm of uh, 800, about 800. All through iOS 9, the benchmarks were straight across with every update this device was getting something like 800. When iOS 10 came out, there was a slight dip. We'll call it 750. Yes. And then the next update that came out, iOS 10.1 or whatever, it actually became faster than iOS 9. And all through the updates for iOS 10, the speed of the graphical processor unit actually increased and surpassed the performance on iOS 9. So for those people playing games, it would have been faster. But the thing is about these scales is it may not even be perceptibly faster. It's just a little bit faster. And then we finally go to iOS 11 for those devices, and there's no change. Now, that's just one device, one processor, they have uh, statistics on the CPU, which is the central processing unit, and some of the other things which make up changes. And, you know, I admit things go up, things go down. It's it's a really hard to tell. But the big picture is no matter how high and low these bars are on this scale, they're very, very close. Yeah. And yeah. so even if your device is slower, it may not even be slow enough that you would Oh, perceive yeah, it. I don't think it's yeah. just barely slower. And but people are saying, oh man, it's like twice as slow. There's like the data does not show that. One percent slower, two percent maybe, three yeah. percent in some cases. What were some other things that you saw? Were there any big ones that you saw? No, I I mean, and they, they have the charts here for the iPhone 6, the 6S, and the 7. Um, it does look on all of them with iOS 11, there is a little bit of a GPU boost. Yeah, GPU um, across the board, iOS 9, 10 to 11 seems to increased on every device. And these are this is just through software updates. So there, that's, again, this goes back to the key point here versus Android phones is that Apple controls the whole thing. So they know exactly what GPU is in there. They know exactly what how everything works together. I th- so I think they that, can optimize that with right. the operating system. Whereas with Android, Google tries. They have a couple of their own devices. But, I mean, there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of different devices and different chips and different components. It's very fragmented. Well, they're not even running the same operating system. Yeah. And that's the hard part. And I think I just wanted, I think you were looking for the term, the whole enchilada. That's the technical term. Yes. So Apple controls the whole enchilada. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So take a look at these, some other standout things, iPhone six GPU performance. It's like iOS nine's okay. 10's better. 11's like way better. Yeah. It's so noticeably different on their little chart here. For the iPhone 6 users, if they're playing games or whatever. But but to be fair, the CPU dips a little bit. Yeah. So you gain graphical performance, but you get less processor performance. So anyway, take a look. We're boring you. We understand. This is not the most boring tech podcast on the internet. It is a podcast 
designed to help you tech better. So yes. take a look at this stuff. Yeah. And you can see they do keep their charts standard. So you can see between pretty impressive difference on the their scoring system. It looks like there's a top score of 3000. So the 5S was, you know, the 750, 800 mark for the GPU. And then the iPhone 6, it jumps up over a thousand. And then for the iPhone 6S, it jumps up over 2,000, mm-hmm. and then the iPhone 7 is getting up near 3,000, so they might have to change their scores on that. Yeah, so for um, device to device, the new ones kick the old ones' yeah. rear ends. Well, and with the new screens and the new high HDR and high definition on the screens, they need more of it, but mm-hmm. yeah. They're impressive devices, and Apple does a better job than anybody else about keeping your old technology working better. There just has to be some point where they cannot keep supporting you. No. Um, and the 5S is the last, the newest, no, the newest, oldest, the oldest iPhone that will still work with iOS 11. That's right. why that's where their charts start with. And the so. iPad Mini 2 for iPads. iPads. Okay, enough of that. On to another story. Uh, Our good buddies, Microsoft, Mm -hmm. they had a music streaming service. Yes. They did. They did. Uh, I don't know if anybody used it, but they're killing it off. Yeah, this is is one of those things in the sad line of Microsoft products that keep getting killed. Uh, Was it just last week we talked about the the phones and Bill Gates? He's got the Android phone now. Yeah, so so their Microsoft phone and their Windows operating system, mobile operating system, is being phased out. And here on the heels of all that, it's like, oh, well, our our Groove music service, which you may not have even heard of, but it's like Apple Music, it's like Google Play Music, it's like uh, Spotify, it's like Amazon Music Unlimited. It's a subscription service. A lot of people who are Xbox players... If you buy a song through your Xbox, it's going to be through the Groove Music okay. service. And I'm wondering about all those people. It's like, I'm all in Microsoft. I'm all in Xbox. I'm going to buy movies, and I'm going to buy music, and I'm going to buy games all through their digital services. It's like, what do those people do? Yeah, good question. Do, do they still get to access their songs, or is it they go away? I don't I don't recall. Who did they recommend that people go to to use? I think it was they Spotify. They actually partnered with Spotify. Oh, okay. So I wonder if maybe that's some they'll do some migration stuff there. Well, but but Spotify does not have a paid where you can purchase the music. No. It is rent your music only. Yes. So it'll be Well, and this was the Groove Music Pass. So it, was, it looks like it was just their subscription service. Okay, so maybe if you purchase the music, you still have access to that. That might be that. under a separate separate entity. But mm-hmm. yeah, so they're recommending Spotify, which we both recommend and use, and it it is everywhere. Spotify is it's cross-platform. It's a great service. They have the family plan, which is, what, 15 bucks a month? Yeah. Or, the single for 10 bucks a month, uh, and just about any device that you have is going to be capable of using Spotify. So that's that's a good cross-platform one. And don't forget about the little device, the Mighty Player. Oh, yes. That looks like an old-school uh, iPod shuffle yes. that you can download Spotify music to play on the go yeah. if you don't want to connect to data so very nice yeah spotify is kind of where it's at they still make me mad sometimes with their user interface choices which you know i fancy myself to be a pretty good user interface designer uh so any of you out there who want to hire me just let me know i'd be happy to do that for you to start that the not nerd ux yeah you uh, review right but anyway that's the story microsoft kills it so what what does microsoft have left they have windows 10 
Office 365. And their Surface. The Surface products. They have the Azure, which is their um, cloud server, cloud server stuff, which that stuff, just because Microsoft has had such a long play, the Office 365 and their server options are getting some traction there. But yeah, the Xbox, um, their devices, which aren't that great, but there's still a lot of stinking computers using Windows 10. I will say this. So bye-bye Groove Music Service. I still really want a Zune. Yeah. I I want to put that in part of my collection. One of our listeners out there has got to have a brown Zune <laughs> that you could squirt to Dave because <laughs> that's how you green. shared things on the Zune yeah. is squirting it to each other. I got $20 bill that I will gladly give to you guys. Oh, we just got a text message from our down under listener, Elliot. All right. But we're not going to be distracted during the show with that. <laughs> Good we timing, Elliot. Apple watches. We both looked because I thought it might have been a question for for not nerd. But no, sadly, it is not. On to the next story. Um, so I just happened to stumble upon this. Actually, I think it was my wife saw it somewhere that this is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. That should be every month. Yes, it should be, and especially now with some of the breaches and so forth as they seem to keep getting crazier. Also kind of part of this story, another security story, the Yahoo breach that was originally Mm. reported as 1 billion users is now all the users, all 3 billion accounts on Yahoo were hacked. 3 billion. Yes. So that's, you know, just under half the world's population. Yeah. You may have remembered a few, what's been a couple of years ago now. I, I completely eradicated, I think it was last year eradicated my yahoo yeah. just deleted it dunk gone so if the leak happened before they've got my stuff but after hopefully they don't but here's my fear a lot of those companies when you delete your account they don't really delete your no. account they keep the stuff if they allowed three billion users to yeah. get hacked uh they probably still no. had all your stuff sitting there it's not a high priority to go somebody should empty that trash can yes. you know no. the the most important thing to remember with this is if you're still using the same password that you used on yahoo everywhere else that's where the real thing where you can make a difference the data if the data is out there the data is out there but if you're still using password 123 that you've used on your yahoo account for the mm-hmm. last 10 years and every other account you ever signed up for that's where it becomes a problem because now somebody has, hey, here's their email address, here's password one two three. We're into every account they have. So I can't wait till everything is face ID. Yes, and I don't even have to enter a password. It just looks at my face. Yes, um, but National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. It's actually been in effect since two thousand four. Hmm. So this is the thirteenth year. They've been um, doing a good job marketing this thing. Yeah, that I've never heard of. <laughs> Um, I guess there there are a couple federal agencies that kind of are behind it. But yeah, even when I did a Google search for it, or no, looking at the related links on Wikipedia, that's where I was looking at the Wikipedia page. I'll link that in the show notes. It had external links for like 2011 page from the FBI and 2014 page. It's like... Really, nobody, are you not doing anything for 2017? Mm-hmm. If we ever needed it, right. now is the time. Uh, but yeah, so just a good reminder, be a little extra aware if we see anything else, any great activities <laughs> yes. or events for National Cyber Security Awareness Month, the NCSAM, um, <laughs> NCSAM. Again, marketing is yes. great. Um 
One other thing I just wanted to bring up, I believe I brought it up around this time last year, October 5th, 2011 is the day that Steve Jobs passed away, Mm. Uh, the founder and CEO, ICEO of Apple, Mm. uh, one of the great business leaders, and one of the other podcasts I listen to, every year they've gotten Stanford's approval to play his commencement speech, his famous commencement speech. So I'll put a link to the YouTube video in the show notes so that you can just go watch it. It was was a good speech. He was a great guy that did a lot of cool things to make Apple what it is today. And of course, you always get the onslaught of, well, if Steve Jobs was alive today, they wouldn't do this or that or this. And how can you even say that? It's I just like, especially with him, because he's such kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, and he's always. Oh, I know. He's, he's so forward thinking. So no matter what he did in the past, you could not count on that to be what he was going to do yeah. in the future. Like nobody's going to watch video on an iPod. Hey, everybody! Here's the iPod video. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. He, n- he never looked in- back once. He did do some very good things in business, but there was also some very big downsides. And yeah. I think they've been able to do a lot of the things that they do because he's no longer there. And it's neither here nor there, but it is uh, a big time and just good to remember him a little sure. bit. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I'll take a look. It's yes. about 14 minutes long. Yeah. That's a good little. Uh, next story. So... I believe it was Tuesday early, early morning, mm-hmm. Sonos announced Alexa-controlled wireless speakers. Okay. Now, they also announced this like a year ago. Right. That they it said was it's coming. coming in 2017. And so then Tuesday morning, they announced that they were doing, I think, pushing out a beta update to their uh, software and their speakers to allow Alexa control. Sonos has been the standard for like home kind of portable smart audio at office yeah. I work at there's like four or five of the speakers and you can choose which rooms they'll all sync up you can control yeah. them all with the app it so is it the was, premier wireless audio solution yes good ooh you should yeah. you should work for them on I, that I should um but yeah so they they have been the standard and so this was something people are really going hey you're getting left behind here because you know at one point polaroid was or Kodak was the king of cameras. <laughs> yeah. And not Polaroid, but not Ke- Polaroid. <laughs> Kodak, Polaroid yeah. was the king of instant cameras. Yeah. Uh, Kodak was the king of cameras. And then film went away. So Sonos, um, I actually have a buddy. I want to interview him for the podcast that works for Sonos up in Seattle. And he worked at Amazon before. Man, so this he, guy's gold. Yes, he is gold. And I mentioned to him that I'm going to do an interview. So. Uh, me saying it on the podcast mean it'll definitely happen <laughs> it real soon now. Definitely will happen. Um, well, hey, uh, if, if our producers could take a note and yes, contact yes. this person. Have my people contact his people. So they said that this is coming. They're also releasing a new speaker that will have a little more smart features to it. And then they announced that in 2018, they'll have AirPlay support, which is Apple's <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> AirPlay's been around system. for like a decade. I know. <laughs> so they're like, well... We took a year to do this one, yeah. so give us another Jeez. year and we'll get into AirPlay, even though Air, I think they're going to do AirPlay 2. They've got one software engineer, and the the man or woman is just like feverishly like blisters on yeah. the fingers. It's like, I'm done making this as fast as I can. Yes, uh, I know. Well, that announcement Tuesday morning ties in with our next story, which was Tuesday a little later in the morning, and Google had their big fall announcement. 
Um, mm. I don't know if you got a chance to follow much of the coverage. I actually watched. I um, saw a couple things on Twitter, and I kind of flipped through, and I'm like, okay. I watched a couple of little quick yeah. uh, reviews, but I don't have an overall picture of what yes. went on. So I watched the whole um, – the Twit Network did their coverage oh, of okay. the, the stream of the event, and I watched through that because I subscribed to their special events that they do, the Apple Ones, Google. Um, so I watched through that. They had a bunch of devices. And so we'll start with the one that ties to the Sonos story. Mm-hmm. They're releasing a smart speaker with 360-degree sound. So that's a direct competitor with Sonos, direct competitor with Apple's new HomePod, right. um, direct competitor with the Amazon, the higher-end Amazon Echo devices. Uh, so everybody's getting into this smart home smart speaker market and it really kind of started well i was, I was going to give apple some credit where it probably is not due but the, remember they had the apple hi-fi yes. stereo system i was thinking about that today you know yeah. it was this big block but that really was released in an environment where there was already the bose acoustic wave stereo yeah. which was kind of your counter top stereo that had immaculate sound not like some crummy am radio this is like we're really stepping it yeah. up and so this was back in the 90s when all these products came out so these are they can play, pay homage back to those devices and in between there've been a bunch of little low end uh, Bluetooth speakers that you can take with you yeah. to the beach or camping or whatever. This is kind of a marriage of those two ideas. We want to have a wireless Bluetooth or Wi-Fi uh, experience so that you can send sound to these speakers, but we also want it to be high-end and sound really well. And now this kind of in this third phase or third generation, they also will include voice support. You can talk to these and they're smart devices that access the internet. So it's just, you can easily trace the evolution of these products. And so we're in this phase three and Sonos is kind of still stuck in phase two yeah. where they're like, we're wireless and we're high in audio. And we just today are doing a voice thing that yeah. everyone else has been doing for yeah. years. So anyway, that's kind of the trip down the memory lane, but Google's doing this now. What else did they have besides this? Yeah, so product? and that, that is called the Google Home Max, and it's a four hundred dollar device. So it's even wow. more expensive than the Apple HomePod. That's more than the Bose Acoustic Wave. Yeah, um, <laughs> which Bose still does great stuff. And I've got another connection for somebody that used what? to work at Bose that I want to talk to. We have all these people, and it's every week. It's you and me. Well, we're the best, so yeah. it's like I don't want to interrupt this to well, bring in other people. And don't forget, we did have Todd Workoven here. Yes. You know, uh, you, that's hard to follow up that episode. And you may remember Todd from the uh, church play, which he wrote and starred as a mountain as Mount Workoven. So. Mount he, he, he lended his name to that. So yeah. that's how you might remember that person. <laughs> yes. Very <laughs> nice. His, his famous plays. Yes. Um, and from the Mark and Todd cast. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, so they had that. They also announced the Google Home Mini. So they have their Google Home device, which is very similar to the Amazon Echo. It is an, it's an Echo Dot ripoff. Yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah, this All Google the- Home Mini, it's just a tiny, it looks like the dot, only it's rounded and has fabric on top. And credit to Amazon, they trailblazed all this stuff. Yeah. They invented this segment of the market. 
Well, we'll see if it turns out to be a great market because I'm not convinced of that yet. So let's move on to the other products they announced. Another one is the Google Pixel Book. So there are Google Chromebooks, which are usually very reasonably priced computers that basically all they do is run the Chrome web browser. They have the mm-hmm. Chrome operating system, so you can do all the plugins and apps built into Chrome, but you're not getting a full-fledged operating system. Right. So the idea is that they'll be cheaper. Well, Google has their Pixelbook, which is the premier Chromebook. Mm-hmm. It's a two-in-one tablet with keyboard. They've got a new like pencil device like everybody else does for 100 bucks. Uh, or Pixel Pen mm. is what they're calling it. Right. So these Chromebooks, now think about it. It only has the Chrome operating system. Right. These started a thousand dollars. Yowza! You can't install Windows. You no. can't install Linux. You can't install OS ten. You can't it's, do like Photoshop, like you know, program like it's a web browser. So you're getting you can... a premium device <laughs> to have a web browser. And um, and to be fair, the web browser. Environment, you can install extensions, which yes. are and end quote apps. So you can install applications into the Chrome environment, but you don't get Photoshop, you don't get Microsoft Office, you yeah. get all these other things Versions, yes. <laughs> that are not very good. And can you even charge for the apps? Or are they uh, all free? No, I think you can, and okay. I think you can do subscription type well, stuff. And the new thing is, this happened earlier this year or late last year. Android apps are now compatible with Chrome operating systems. So if you have purchased Android apps, you can run those on the Pixel and other Chromebooks, which is a nice addition. But I don't know why any of our listeners would want to spend $1,000 on a Chromebook. And it goes up from there. I think, I mean, over $2,000. So you can get a laptop or an iPad Pro, uh, which we would recommend both the MacBook, Dave's MacBook, or an iPad Pro for that price. You can get these MacBooks now for $9.99. You can get an iPad Pro for six fifty. You can get a Windows computer for five or six hundred yes. bucks. Why wouldn't you buy a thousand dollar Chromebook? I don't understand it. I don't know who the target customer is for this. Yeah, uh, they announced an update to their Daydream View, which is their VR glasses. Uh, the big kind of announcement of the day was the Google Pixel Two, so their flagship Smartphone. pure Android uh, high end. Phone. They've got two versions, a smaller and a larger one. And I can see people lining up to buy this because this is the pure Google experience, the pure Android experience from the manufacturer, from the software developer in a high-end phone that's high quality with lots of bells and whistles. So I can see people getting that. Yes. Um, And they did get rid of the headphone jack. The Pixel 2, which is the smaller size, starts at 650 the Pixel 2 XL starts at 850 so they're not cheap phones, but if you love Android and you want a high-end Android phone, you do not want the iPhone, I would say this is the phone to get. Yeah. Uh, possibly the Samsung Galaxy S8 line. Right. Um, but these, they're very nice, and they're building a lot of cool stuff. So it, it's only got one camera lens on the back, mm-hmm. but they are saying that with their machine learning that they're able to do portrait photos like the Apple's two-lens system mm-hmm. with just the single camera. I'll be interested to see how that works out in the long run. Yeah, and I saw a couple of sample photos, and they look pretty good. Yeah. And honestly, I would rather have a phone with one camera on the back. It's less bulky and yeah. it you know, looks much nicer that it's a smaller footprint. But I also want to 
have a very capable device. Yes. Um, and so we'll see. There's. I don't think they have waterproofing on these ones yet, which seems what? kind of ridiculous. Is that true? And then headphone jack's gone, like I said. It comes... <laughs> It better come with Android Oreo. Like, that's not yeah. a selling point. But but much like Apple, on the heels of removing the headphone jack, they have the Google Pixel Buds. Yes. These are, quote, wire, all wireless with a wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain these to me. So they came on stage and they said, we are releasing our truly wireless headphones. <laughs> that have a rope, that, like a little rope that go in between them. I don't know how they can justify saying truly wireless. Can when you take the rope off? I was curious about that because it does, when you look at it, it looks like, oh, this is just a convenient way to keep track of both of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing there is wire going between them. Uh, they have a little charging case. They're $160, so same price as the AirPods. But this- the big point on these that they sold is paired with the Pixel 2, you can do real-time translation. So Google Translate is a very robust app for translating between languages. So with this, you can do you could have these in and literally talk live with somebody in the same room with it translating between two languages. So if I were sitting here and speaking in Chinese and said, "你是叫好吗?" Rude. Out that's real. Out of your speakers, it would say, "Hello, how are you?" Yes. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And or, then I would speak and it would translate through my phone. It would play through the speakers in right. their language. And you would ask me, uh, David, have you eaten? And I would, and I would hear, Dawei, Chulema. Exactly. It's exactly right. Why do we need that? We've got you. <laughs> we got me. Um, so that's like the one advantage to these. I don't, again, having that rope there, one of the biggest pluses for me on the AirPods is I can have one in mm-hmm. at a time and have nothing dangling. Okay. So with these, you could probably just have one in, but then you're going to have the other one dangling right. off of you somewhere. And that's with all wired headphones. Why mm. I love the AirPods is I can put one in my ear and there's nothing hanging out anywhere, no cords, no nothing. And it they showed the – I saw a little animation on putting them back in the charging case. You have to carefully – you like open it at like a suitcase. It's not like right. uh, the AirPods case where it's magical and you just slip them in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you don't slip it in. It, you open it like a suitcase. You place them perfectly in. Then you have to wrap the – cord around the thing like it's 2002 you have to wrap the cord of your truly wireless headphones around this Uh, piece why why i don't know no none of our listeners are going to get them but why did they even make that claim oh one of the other things i wanted to mention on the google pixel 2 so on i believe it was on monday dxo which Mm -hmm. does camera smartphone camera ratings and they sell their own camera too yes they came out on monday and said that the iphone 8 plus and the Samsung Note Galaxy. 8, yeah, one of those. whatever the newest one, that they both tied, and I believe it was a score of 94 on the DxO ratings. They were the best smartphone cameras ever. Ever made, period. Ever Which made, period. makes sense because they're the newest ones. And then Tuesday, they announced on stage at the Google event that the Google Pixel 2 is a 98, the best ever mm. for DxO. So there's some speculation that there's some really, I don't know if shady stuff, but some uh, paid 
stuff yeah. some preferred treatment on the DxO scores because mm-hmm. it's awfully odd that they would do a press release on Monday saying the iPhone and Samsung are tied yeah. the best ever. And then the next day, Google gets to go on stage and say, we're the best ever yeah. now with this phone. Yeah, it's... Do they not think that people have brains or can put things no. together? They're just like, <laughs> they oh, we're going to pull this over on everybody. Yeah. So regardless, it doesn't matter. All these camera phones are really good. Yeah. None of them hold a candle to a proper camera, yes. you know, a digital SLR. But as far as phone goes, phones go, you can't really do wrong. Most yeah. cameras on phones these days are really good. Well, so. on those top-tier phones. I will yeah. tell you, I know some people that get... The, the cheap bargain phones, the nineteen dollar ones, yeah, or whatever. whatever they can get at Walmart, and they're brand new phones, but the cameras are absolutely horrible. Well, there are those exceptions. Yes, so if you spend any amount of yes. money, yes, if you're going for the Samsung top end, the Galaxy S models, if you're going for LG, HTC top end ones, I mean, basically, you get what you pay for. Yeah, that's the easy way to sum it up. Totally, that's totally right. If you value a good camera, you need to put a little more value in the price mm-hmm. you pay for a phone. Uh, there was, speaking of cameras, one more interesting product that came out of the announcement. It's called Google Clips. Bleh. Now, this is a little box. I mean, it's not even a box. I don't know how to describe it. It looks like a tile. Yeah, like the tile finder device, only a little bigger, and it's got a big camera lens on it. So now the idea with this, kind of the way that they're selling it, is you don't always want to have your phone in front of your face taking pictures. So if you're doing something, if you're cooking with the kids, this is the video they had. (laughs) Okay. If you're cooking with the kids in the kitchen, you pull out the Google Clips, you clip it onto the bag of flour so it's kind of at the right height, and it will use machine learning and artificial intelligence to know when to take the best pictures when people are looking at the camera when the lighting's right when all this stuff (laughs) so then when you're done with whatever you're doing you pick up the google clip you look on your pixel 2 phone and because they're synchronized yeah it will show you which photos it took and it's supposed to magically take the best photos. so it's a remote control camera for your phone but it's automatic so it's a remote camera for your phone you don't, you're not interacting with anything. Right. You're just setting it up and letting it do its Google magic. Here's what I suspect. I suspect that this little camera is continually taking photos. Yeah. And then sending all those photos back to your phone, which has a powerful processor, and also uploads them to Google's uh, servers. Photos, yeah. And the servers are doing all this work and spitting it back out. Yeah. I doubt this little tiny thing yeah, is doing anything other than being a well, camera. it should because it costs you two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, so it, some people it don't must spend that much on their stuff. phone. I know. So again, I don't see anybody getting this thing. <laughs> this it's, article, this horrifying future costs two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, and so again, all these Google products, I don't, I don't even know anybody that had the Pixel phone, let alone mm-hmm. any of the other tech Google journalists. Stuff. Because well, Google yeah. sent them to sent them, them for free, free ones, <laughs> um, which I think really, and I don't, we don't state it enough. One of the things that we really shoot for, and part of it's because we don't get sent free stuff, yeah. is giving a real world perspective on technology. Mm-hmm. These tech journalists, I haven't uh, complained about them lately enough, but they are in such a bubble of they get sent every latest new device. They get go mm-hmm. to these events. They're constantly using new devices. All they do all day, 
not all they do, but what they do all day is play with devices and write about it or yeah. make videos about it. So they're not they're not using them real at, world. They don't go to an office. They're not using them to do real work. Yeah, they may or may not be you know picking kids up from soccer and using calendars, those type of things. So there are some instances where they're using them, but if you've got ten of them, yeah, you're not really giving a devoted amount of time to just one device. Like if you just bought an iPhone or a Samsung. They're they're all over the board, and so yeah. it's like, well, this one doesn't have this particular thing, and so it's trash. And it's like, everyone else would think that thing's amazing. Yes. You know, it's the yep. best thing ever, but you're giving it a, a bad score. Yeah, good reminder on that. So, please, listeners, please let us know if you buy any of these Google devices because we would I don't love think to hear about it. Either of us are going to buy any. I would love to have a Pixel just to try it out, but I'm not. going at that price, I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, I get excited when I see these things and I'm like, you know what? I, you know, I'm getting ready to buy a new iPhone. Maybe I keep my current iPhone and I buy a pixel too. Yeah. And then I start thinking about the apps I use and the workflow and the find my friends with my, my kids and, um, all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, there's, there's no way I'd be so unhappy. I'd be uh, this little Island. Yeah. I saw an article, somebody wrote an article this week about, how Apple's really trapped you into their um, into their ecosystem, and if you took a outside perspective on what this per- person wrote, mm-hmm. it is the most glowing review of how well Apple does <laughs> things because yeah. they're talking about the iMessage works seamless and everything's seamless, and I can't believe Apple's doing this to me, and it's like. They're doing what we want them to be doing, yeah. making great products that work together. Right. Uh, now, if they worked with other people's products, that would be bonus, but yeah. at least they work with each other. Exactly. Well, that enough Google talk for the week. It's time for our Picks of the Week. Woot. Woot.com. <laughs> Was that exciting? Yeah. Enough. You are enthralled with your pick this week. Yeah. So my pick. So... Nate, have you seen a couple of the Star Wars movies that have come out? You know what Star Wars is, right? Uh, Star Wars, yes. It's not the one with Spock. Okay. Picard. We just had Picard was our show art last week. So this is the other one where uh, the Millennium Vulcan and these different things. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so... The Han of the Solos. Yes, Han Solo, Chewbacca, all those guys. Well, you know, recently there was uh, the Force... The Force uh, Awakens. The Force Awakens. I, I was going to say The Force Awakens. I'm like, that's not right, but it is. Am right. I out Star yeah. Warsing you yes. right now? The Force Awakens, and then there was the next one. Yeah, which was the Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue Run. Rogue One. I was going to say Rogue Squadron. Which I think that's a video game. Those two movies are literally the two uh, last three movies I've seen in the theater, which okay. tells you something. But well, I just wanted to say, kind of as a bonus, today. Star Wars The Last Jedi tickets, this was announced, they go on sale on Monday. So today, that's so, tomorrow, the 9th. Yes, so three days before you're hearing this. So they are currently on sale <laughs> that, when you hear the that's podcast. That's right. I forget about this time bubble that we live in. So starting last Monday for you listening, um, tickets are on sale. So why am I talking about Star Wars? Is Star Wars my pick of the week? No, I like Star Wars. I like Star Trek too. Yeah. And uh, we could talk about that for hours no. and so settle in everyone we're gonna <laughs> talk about spock and bones mccoy no my pick of the week is a movie pass i shared some of this saga on on the podcast i think but it's this movie pass thing uh it used to cost 50 dollars a month 
And for $50 a month at select theaters, you could go to up to one movie per day, every day. So wow. 30 or 31 or, you know, 29, depending on... 28. 28 if it's a leap year, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, around 30 movies yeah. a month. And of course, practically speaking... Are there 30 movies in a month that you want to go wow. see? Yeah, are there be tough. Are there even 30 movies available to see? I yeah. don't think there are because these movies stay in theaters for weeks on end. Well, they lowered the price to 10 bucks and so I immediately got in line and said send me one of these things for 10 bucks a month I want to try it out for you dear listener. I did this for you yes. to test it out. It's very selfless. Uh, finally came in the mail, and then this was last Friday, the day I got it. Uh, I even had in-laws over. I looked at my clock, and it was like 9 o'clock or whatever. It's like, I told my wife, Valerie, I said, I, I think I want to go to a 940 movie to try try this thing out. She's nice. like, what? Come on. You know, I'm like, everybody's going to be going to bed soon. Yeah. I might as well just go. And so I went. And so the here's the process. Well, one, you sign up and buy it and do all this stuff. Once that happens, you have a movie pass application on your phone or smart device. You choose the theater and you choose the movie that you want to see. Uh, you go into the theater and then you click watch this movie or whatever, and it'll check you in. It will it'll link together the movie that you want to see with the theater's system. And you have to be within, I think, 100 meters or 100 yards. Oh, that is okay. a big so difference. They want you but actually yeah. there. You have to be on premises to check in to this movie. Then you simply walk up to the teller window. You hand them this thing that looks like a credit card. It's a movie pass like Visa card. Oh. Hand it to them. They swipe it in their little computer. It spits out the tickets. They hand them. To, you don't even have to tell them what movie, what wow. showing, nothing. You hand them the card, they swipe it, they hand you tickets, you move on. It could not be any faster. The only way it could be faster is if there was a QR code on your phone yeah. and you walk by the theater seems... door and scan it. I mean, sometimes you have to wait in the line for half an hour because people are yeah. not smart. Well, they don't know you, what but, movie. And it's but like, like an ATM machine where you could go and scan it or something like it. But that, I'm sure they're working on all that. There's stuff. probably, it may work with some automated things, but you. They sw- literally swipe your card. It spits out the tickets, and they say, have a nice day. It couldn't have been any more nice. seamless. It was great. And so I don't even remember what movie. Oh, I, I went to see uh, Kingsman 2. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it was very nice. Now, this is how they make money, right? So since then, how many movies have I been to? None. Goose egg, yeah. zero. And I kind of want to go tonight, but it's like, man, if we're going to be done here. It's going to be kind of late. And there's a bunch of movies I want to see with friends. And so... Even dropping it to $10 a month, my guess is most people are going to see one to two movies per month, which is still making money for them. You go on a cheap night, it's like $5.50 or something like that. So that's MoviePass is my pick of the week. If you love movies and you want a seamless experience, take a look at MoviePass. Try it out. If you don't like it, you can always cancel. It's ten dollars yeah. a month. No for big my deal. one to two movies a year for the holistic cost mm. probably doesn't work out. I always say I want to go see more movies. I love yeah. movies, but we just well now with the baby that makes it a little tougher. But we just don't. We rarely go watch movies. Yeah. We'd rather sit at home and watch to listen to separate <laughs> podcasts on our AirPods while you're watching Home Shopping Network. Oh yes, I haven't been watching that as much lately. Got a little repetitive, if you can believe that. <laughs> what? 
Well, my pick of the week, instead of wasting time watching Hollywood entertainment, okay, uh, my pick is something that I use for my business, and I use it, I mean, pretty much every day. And they advertise on all the podcasts. And I looked, I searched our, the Not Nerd site, and we haven't talked about it on the podcast once. Mm-mm. It is a service called FreshBooks. Yeah. And can I click on the link? Yes, you okay. can. FreshBooks is... Small business accounting software. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like QuickBooks. There's other services like this. FreshBooks is just a very simple, easy to use way to keep track of. So I've tied my um, credit card, my debit card, my business cards into the account. So it'll pull in all the information for that for all my expenses. That's pretty cool. And then I can do all of my invoicing through it. And the great thing for the invoicing is it sends an email and then the the person can click on it and pay with a credit card right then mm. through the link in the email so they don't have to write checks. A lot of businesses still do check writing and everything. They have features where the phone app, you can do everything on your phone too. So like if I go provide remote support just to, at somebody's home, I can create a quick invoice, charge them right there. We're mm. all good to go. So it's really just simple. If you run a business and you're not, I don't know how else you'd be doing accounting software, but it's pretty reasonable. I had the light version when I first started just to try it out because I was using the square readers you yeah. know, that you see everywhere. Yeah. They have some invoicing stuff, but it is not very robust at yeah. all. Their primary business is capturing the credit card information and processing. It's not the invoicing and tracking. Yeah. So they have um, different plans. There's a light plan. If you just, if you know, you're just going to have five clients, Mm -hmm. you can just lock in on that. If you know, depending what your business is, maybe you provide full IT support to, or a cleaning business Mm -hmm. or mowing lawns, you mow five people's lawns, but you need to invoice them every month. 15 bucks a month, you can have this. Yeah. Um, the plus, and then they have the premium, which is up to 500 clients. Uh, I haven't quite reached that one yet. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just a really, it's a modern way of doing accounting. Very simple, very big buttons, uh, not complicated at all. It's what you need. And then at the end of the year, you can just export whatever you need in reports to. If it keeps you from having to hire an accountant, yeah. $25 a month is a bargain because <laughs> yeah. they're going to be costing you. Yeah, and thirty dollars. Very month. professional. I've you know talked to people and they like it. You can do repeating stuff. So you know different people that I have on repeating payments. It'll just send it to them every month or every couple months, whatever it is, and then they can pay it. And then it lets me know as soon as they um, pay it if they pay it online or you can enter checks. I just I really like it. It's very well reviewed. It's a big company. Uh, they just kind of did a revamp earlier this year of everything and made things just a lot better. So that's my pick of the week. If you've got a small business and I mean, really these days, everybody's got some sort of side hustle that they're doing. Yeah. Um, where hopefully you're making money doing it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make money yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, but they, they're a good company, freshbooks.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a good little service. Help with accounting, make life easier. Because I used to, when I was not doing it full time, I would like hand do invoices. Oh yes, and I've done that. Apple's Pages app, yep. and then save the PDF, download a template, and oh man, yeah. So this save this saves me a lot of time, which I love. It's very good for that. With that, I'm going to wrap up episode 96 of the podcast. Uh, we're closing in on 100. We keep yep. getting more and more listeners every week. 
which we love. We love hearing from you. And uh, so keep spreading the word. If you know somebody that could tech better, which let's be honest, all of us can tech better. We, Dave and I learn stuff every single week to help us. Bill and, Gates could tech better. Yes. But, well, he's using an Android phone. Of course <laughs> <See>? he could. <laughs> Zinga. Boom. <laughs> but with that, we'll uh, wrap it up and we will talk at you next week. Okay, are we ready? Well, this place is a waste, I know. It's it's a big bag of disappointment. Why, people? Why? Why, Apple? Come on.